0: I'll be too nervous today. I'm probably be lost the words.
1: Hello and welcome to another edition of The Lost Words podcast. I'm joined as ever by Bradley Todd. Uh it's just me and you tonight, Brad, but um but welcome on again. Good evening Tom. How are we doing? Yeah, really well, thanks mate. We're letting uh, we're letting Jason have a holiday, aren't we? Uh, between the two of us. Bank um, holiday Bank holiday, isn't it? isn't it? You know, lit let the guys go out. He's probably having a he's probably got his feet up at the moment having a vionetta. Uh, I was just about to say that, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully yeah, tuning we'll in, in. When he listens to this, he'll be he'll be smiling ear to ear with that little vionetta. Hopefully not <laughs> on a stick. Uh but it might be given he's gone away with the children. Um but no, another good week for you guys. Uh both on Rory McRoy. Um I must admit, in my I'm gonna say drunken state, my slightly hazy state on the on my boat trip yesterday. Uh I was quite surprised to see that Roy McElroy had a chance. And I was even more surprised and had to do a double take when I saw that he'd actually won it. Um yeah. So I don't know if you can call it a Scottish Shepherd collapse. Um but I don't know what else you do call it when you shoot three over on the final round and lose by one
0: It's definitely a collapse. I mean yeah, we see how well he was scoring earlier on in the week, so obviously it he said it's not the money didn't get in his head or whatever reason in his interview afterwards, but whatever it was, something something was there that made him put in a really uh, under par performance from him.
1: It's, it's weird because I, I really like Scott Sheffler and I do believe in awful lot of what he says and you know, I was going to Ted Scott on it and all that sort of stuff. Like he, He's a really likable character, isn't he? Like his family, we're all like, oh, all is. his family kind of um, embraced Rory and sort of said how much he deserved it in Great Golf and Roy almost apologised for winning because he said that Sheffield deserved it, which, you know, yeah. is what it is. I think that was probably, you know, camera-oriented and, and looked good because yeah. then Roy McIlroy comes out and says, I'm just glad that I can beat anyone on my day when I'm the best. Um, yeah. Which I felt that was a bit, a bit to unpack this morning when I was driving home and listening to that on TalkSport. Like, he said, oh, yeah, i beat Brooks cooper in 2019 to win this and he was world number one and now I've beaten Scott Scheffler, and, you know, he's mm-hmm. world number one to win it. And I thought, well... Yes, you've played very, very well, and you can't take that away from you. And but it's, it's a lot to do with the fact that Scotty Scheffler hasn't got it over the line. Like if you're saying mm-hmm. you've beaten the best, so you're the best. Surely you want them to have been playing. Like if he, if, if Scotty Scheffler shot a 66 and, and Rory shot a 61 or whatever, like 62, or whatever he needed to yeah. shoot to do that. Like that changes things. But I don't I don't necessarily think that's the case when when Scotty Scheffler didn't finish it off.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah no I get that but I mean at the end of the day like that is golf isn't it and yeah. even the best players
1: do falter when they touch I, the lead I, that, still especially in... I still think he's right I still think he's right in the sense that if he is at his best he can beat everyone but I think yeah. there's probably five six seven players that are like that like, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't...
0: Oh, actually, yeah, 100% I the level
1: like, is just so high
0: right yeah. now, isn't it? It's and just it's never been this strong at the top of the game. He says, and like, it's when
1: I'm awesome. playing at my best, I can beat anyone. It's like, well, why didn't you beat Cameron Smith at the Open then? Because you were playing unbelievably well all week. I mean, I'm very grateful for the fact he didn't. Um, but, yeah, me too. you know, it, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just... I, I always think I hold Roy to this higher standard now. Like, I've gone to the point yeah. of being negative on him. I'm not, I'm not negative about him anymore. I, I kind of quite like him. But now I'm like, well... I actually want more from you. Like, yeah. it was a great season. He had a lot of top tens and all this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. He had those three wins, but yeah, it's. Yeah. I
0: also, I also think like a bit of it is like he's playing in the like the, the it's in the final group with Rory, and I mean, he is that in there that little bit. He's so much more experienced, and he you could tell he was he was giving it large every birdie putt. Like, Scheffler knew he was in a, in for a fight to win this, yeah. you know. And I think it got to him a bit, you know. And the crowd was really feeling it as well. That it was when it was getting tighter. And I mean, Scheffler was missing birdie putts, and he, where he really you in, in earlier on in the season you'd expect him to make it because he is one of them players who does make birdies when it matters the most. And he didn't. He had an opportunity on seventeen, I think it was, to get back to uh, twenty-one under, and he missed it. It was very makeable. And I mean, that's not what the Scheffler Sheff- we've seen this year. So yeah. for
1: my I think it's one of those ones. I think it might have been you or someone else has said it, like when they could regress to what they were before I mean, we've seen Zander's kind of regress in the sense that that pre that little three-win stretch or whatever mm. um he, he's now struggling in the last couple of final rounds he's had a chance and scotty shepherd's yeah. start, like, starting to miss a few parts that you know he used to and, and didn't for that little purple run so it's really tough isn't it it's tough to quantify mm. like in the day they are they are what they are uh they're both brilliant players and that was the best thing that could have happened for that tournament
0: yeah um, no definitely I, i've got to say it was a hell of a finish i think rory did get a bit a bit of joy with that drop i don't mm. know if you saw it but it was absolutely like, when he hit the when he went into the grass, so i was thinking oh, what has he done there you know all he had to do was just uh, he fronted the green didn't even need to go for it and uh yeah and then he got a really favorable drop and I just, I didn't know how he got such a favourable drop, to be fair. I just seemed a bit off, but I'm glad he did. Yeah. No, it was a lot of drama that I was sweating it hard when he,
1: once he played that. But uh, it all ended up good in the end. It is what it is, isn't it? I think I think we, we kind of joked that it, it felt a bit scripted last week that he was going to win. And I think one of these things, we're going to watch Netflix whenever that comes out, the, the documentary. Mm. And what he's done this year is going to be all over. Like, social media clip, it, it's like, it's going to be... Like he's gonna, they're gonna show he's gonna go into meetings and come out and look exhausted, and he's gonna go on and win, and like he's gonna have all this scrutiny about him. He's mm-hmm. gonna show him having awkwardness with players and then win, and there's, there's gonna be a lot of that. Um, he's obviously come out next week and said so it makes him sick to his stomach. Who's playing in Wentworth next week? Like, yeah, t- it's gonna be, it's, it's gonna be some popcorn viewing for that. Um, <laughs> whether a lot of this is to do with boosting, I don't know, but the uh, cynic yeah. might say the same thing um but no you know ultimately brad i mean in what way do we want to finish the pj tour season but with a winner um you know many will say that he was one of the obvious candidates and yes he was but you still can be foolish on him right and yeah exactly. you and jason were so um Zander. i never liked ta- i never t- like taking people that short but like, uh, i you, you
0: i don't know you know with me i i never put people up really yeah sure and uh i was only like as soon as i saw him uh make that triple and then uh a bogey is four yeah. over three two i'm like well that serves you right brad like stick to the the value
1: but hey um yeah, I, th- I, think, I think one of those things that we've been maybe a little bit guilty on, on the podcast or certainly me and jason were at the time is we were very anti-favorites like we were like you know we don't want to pick the favorite like if, if you need us to tell you to be the favorite then you don't need to listen to this type of thing and you know yes they shouldn't you know robert mcintyre shouldn't be 12 to 1 or whatever he was going off at when we started the podcast, right? But. When it is him, when it's Rory, when it's... This is it, yeah. Whatever, like, sometimes it's just deserved. Um, yeah. And, and you as long as you're, like, you two made the case to me, and, and I was, I mean, I didn't bet him, but, like, I could see your thinking. And as, as long as you get that across, and you're bullish on it, like Ben Coley does it as well, like, when, when you're mm-hmm. bullish on these kind of short-price favourites, as long as they do what you say they're going to do, then it, it, I, still think it's, I still think that takes as much as finding a long shot winner. You've still got to be yeah. really, you know, make a real strong case. You've always got to make a stronger case because everyone's going to go, well, I could have well, told you Exactly,
0: that. you do, yeah. And I completely agree with
1: that. So, um, but yeah, you know, nice finish for the P.J. Tour season. It's not like we're going to be gone for, what is it, two weeks, I oh, think it is. Two weeks, yeah. yeah. So, uh, it's not like we're going to be gone for a while. But, uh, you know, it's, it's nice to finish off in that way. And, uh, you know, well, we've done it we've we've gone back through the outrights for 2022 so hopefully there's still some to finish off in the uh, the start of the new pj tour season and the finish of the dp world tour but it's been a been a nice run so uh nice, yeah. let's, let's uh, keep going on until the end of the year but let's go to made in Himalayas now um obviously mm-hmm. first of all congratulations supposed to thriston lawrence for winning uh the amiga european masters mm-hmm. in a playoff against matt wallace um I thought Matt Wallace, when you look back at the stats, he, he basically done what Maxman and yeah. Kiefer did, didn't he? Yeah. He um, just
0: the lights out. the
1: lights out, chipped in uh, brilliantly. And, yeah, I think I think we could have something similar to that this week, Brad. I think I think mm, we've had it definitely. with Kiefer. We've had it with uh, Lawrence now. Um, and I know, yes, irons can be important. Irons are important every week, and you can't really win hacking it around. But I do think it's just... It's going to be one of those John Rahm famous, it's a bit of a passing contest. Unless the wind gets up and you've got to flight your ball a little bit well, different. Well,
0: exactly. Yeah, this 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 course can get wind affected and it changes everything. Like brings a lot of scrambling into play. Yeah. But um I don't think it's like, I had a little little look earlier. I think the worst it's going to be is 30 miles an hour on Sunday. Yeah. Um And so it's not, it's not that troubling, to be honest. So obviously, you've got to take it into account. But there's always going to be a breeze here yeah. yeah um but yeah I, as you say yeah, i think that you could divert there's two ways you can do it: is bomb and gouge or uh you get hot with your irons and your putter you know and that's that's what it's going to be i think that's how it has been in the in, in the past with
1: like peter's suri and uh wiesberger winning you know so yeah we shall yeah. see i think so mate and I was looking, let's, let's go into the the top of the auto board then. So uh, 22 to 1, you've got Matt Wallace, 25 to 1, Tristan Lawrence, 28 to 1, Adrian Allson Robert McIntyre, uh, Richard Mantis there's just about some 30s on him, but 28 as well, really. Rasmus Hoygaard, 33 to 1, Conor Seam, 33 to 1, Eddie Pepper 33 to 1. I'll stop there on purpose. Um, <laughs> of those, who was, I thought, and, and Jason sort of said the same in our group chat earlier, that Matt Wallace was a decent price this is before i kind of look back at how he got it done last week exactly
0: was, that's what i that's that's it it's yeah. this the way he got it done um i just, I just don't think it, there was enough there like on his ball striking uh, yeah to be honest to make me feel
1: like he should be favorite and, and 22s this week uh, I'm, I'm okay with being favorite i think and I'm, I'm almost i'm almost okay with 22s it's just i can't if it's if it's a favorite and you know, you've got to be I mean, obviously he's had previous year as well he won it in Rye yeah. he won it in a different course he won it yeah. at Sightburg Rye Golf Club um, and that was the other thing I thought that maybe it had been factored into his price a little bit that he's a winner in this event right, and yeah. not the course because uh, that was the year that he was trying to get into the Ryder Cup team wasn't it um, mm-hmm. so when you look back Bernd Wiesberg has won the last two renewals at this golf course. It was cancelled in 2020 due to COVID-19. Julian Surrey won in 2017. Thomas Peter 2016. David Horsey 2015. Mark Warren 2014. If you look at 2014, Bradley Dredge comes second. 2016, Bradley Dredge comes second. Um, David Horsey wins it 2015, comes second in 2017. So there's a lot of repeat performances. Wiesberg obviously winning back-to-back starts here. So... I think it's one of those events where Cause Horn could come into the four. Um, yeah. It is something to maybe pay attention to. Of that top lot, was there anyone that kind of appealed to you, the ones we've mentioned off the top?
0: Uh, no. I mean, the first one that uh, I think you did mention, Alexander Bjork. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's in that top. What is he? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight. He's ninth in the betting. Yeah. And that's where, yeah, that's where I started. I'm going back on him again this week. Because uh, I think it was... Considering his break, um, that was a solid enough performance last time out, like he carded four rounds in the 60s, one round of 68, three rounds of 67, um, finished tied 16th, um, and it's, that's were really good. Uh, ranked 14th on approach, first in greens and regulation, 15th putting, you know, and that's his bread and butter, you know, his uh, irons and his flat stick. So if, there, if he's come off a break and that's working well, that's always a good sign. Um, and yeah, so if, the, if if the wind isn't blowing, like I said before, it, it doesn't look like it is um, as hard. So it's gonna it might come down to who's hitting the most greens and who's making the most putts. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's why he he's really appear, appealing because it's a really good combination to have here, iron play and putting. And I just think that that is Bjork's
1: two strengths. Interestingly, um, I think I think it benefits him that it's not that long of a golf course. Like, yeah, yes, exactly I think you can that, take yeah. advantage if you're a bigger hitter, and and it does. You know, there's those par fours and par fives you can take advantage of. But mm. I envision like, someone like him and Catlin, who's next to him in the betting, could play really well here. Like there's been some talk of a crossover uh, on Steve Rawlings and Matt Cooper's kind of piece on Betfair about Austria, um, the Austrian Open, where it was Diamond Country Club. So Mikhail mm-hmm. Lundberg, Bernd Wiesberg and Mark Warren have won at both venues. And that immediately kind of flagged to me John Catlin. But my worry with him, and maybe a little bit of Bjork as well, is that, the scoring gets away a little bit, so I always think it benefits him if the wink gets up.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. And I mean, he, he's got that. He's got a good record here as well. Yep. York did. I mean, it was thirty-first on his debut, twenty-fifth, mm-hmm. two thousand nineteen. sit last year, shot a second round of sixty-three. He was in contention over the weekend, second going into the final round. But as he did it in Bjork fashion, which we've seen a few times with him, huh. he falls away, shoots a seventy, you know, which is nowhere near good enough when the scoring is you know pretty hot yeah. yeah
1: I just wonder like sometimes I wonder if Bjork if like top 10 is like it a. Doesn't, it doesn't strike me as a winner
0: like, yeah. I'm not gonna lie he doesn't um but I just still think that I, I
1: still like to take people like this even though because I, I do sometimes think they will just get over the line I and think he... he's got a winning skill like a winning mentality I just wonder yeah. if he's limited in the fact that like he just needs everything to line up for him
0: yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, I mean, he has still got that win as well, so it's not like oh, but it's yeah. been so long ago. He's probably put a new monkey on his back, you know, <laughs> to get it
1: off. Yeah, slightly bigger one this time maybe. But um, yeah, I actually thought Richard Mansell was the most solid option up here. Um, yeah, which he's sounds a, he's
0: determined, is not he? At the minute,
1: what was really impressive with Mansell, I thought, is that despite the fact he probably didn't have a chance of winning yesterday, like, and that he's maybe tried, takes tried a lot to hold the whole in, didn't it? Last yes, yeah, like. He shot 64, 66, 67 over the last three rounds, and he actually only made um, like one bogey on the Friday, zero on the Saturday, and yes, he made two on Sunday, but um, like Lawrence had made a double-ander bogey, and it was only really Wallace that kind of went bogey-free, which probably says more about him than it does um, the others. So I think that was probably his most solid effort in contention. So uh, maybe just positive signs from him. I think it's a good golf course. I couldn't get there again because... There's so many question marks at 28 to 1 and 25 to 1, but I do think he's going to break through at some point, so worth yeah, keeping no, in mind. I, agree. I think yeah. like, DraftKings is a bit bigger this time, so if people want to do DraftKings, uh, I'd definitely uh, advocate mm-hmm. for Richard Mansell. He's like 9,100 or something. So. Um, but my first selection yeah. surprised me. I think it probably surprised you when I put it uh, in the chat <laughs> earlier. Um, Marcus Armitage, <laughs> so, it, it's, it's weird. He's 45 to 1. I'm just so conditioned to seeing this guy at 28 25 33 and i think that's a it's more of a reflection on the kind of fields he plays in and this kind of run of miscuts is because he's not playing in the majors and he's not playing in these co-sanctioned events and things like that so he's he's giving himself less opportunities to miss the cut right like i think he's been pretty smart of his schedule mm-hmm. knows when to take advantage etc but played this golf course three times uh visited here in 2021 he finished eighth uh posted a pair of 66s over the weekend after a 70 69 start Back in 2018, which is when he was on the Challenge Tour, he was seventh after round one and second after round two, and just had a poor weekend. And then, if there is anything in that Austrian Open, he was fourth there last year as well. So, mm-hmm. just the fact that he's gone out to come, like these are the prices I think Marcus Simonson should be like 45, 50, 60, 61. Because obviously the modelling would suggest that he's going to be up there all the time because the way he's so reliable, ball striking, mm-hmm. so horrendous short game, right? But um, I think. I think he's worth a bet this time, whilst his price is going out. Yeah, I
0: think he's drifted to that, as you said, that kind of like price range now, where you can kind of consider him again. Yeah. He's one of them players, because like, sometimes when you want, when you expect him to show up, he doesn't show up, and he just sometimes shows up out of nowhere. Right. Um, but now he's drifted to that price. You can you can easily take that chance with him, you know, because we know the upside. Yeah. Um, but he's one, he's not a twenty. Well, he hasn't proven enough to me yet that he's a 28 to 1 you know 25 to 1 goal no, so no, when you see him at that price you're like you just skip over him don't you um but yeah i think he's shown enough at the moment I mean, he's still his approach numbers were like solid enough last week weren't they yeah
1: um
0: and he's which they usually are um and so yes yeah, hitting it well and he's got that them two sick pair of 66s uh that eighth place here so there's a lot to go off
1: yeah, I just—I don't mind it
0: at all. Actually, at first I didn't really see it, and now you've sort of made a case. It's, um, yeah, it's good.
1: It's—it's it's just the what It's just the price of me Like it's just—he's—he's he's finally got out to a price I find, uh, not insulting. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and and all, all of a sudden I'm like, well, actually, he—you know—he is a player. Like when Richard Mansell's this price, you can you can swallow it. Like and he's in that same camp, right? Like Mansell's a lot hotter at the moment, so he's shorter, but that's it. Um. One of the other selections that I am on that has come in, but there's still some 40 to 1 on Unibet. uh, Six places, 35 to 1, seven places, or 33 to 1, eight places, whatever you want to do. Um, But Marcus heller Brad, is someone that you and Jason have been talking about um, for, you know, basically all season long, I would say. Um, Mm -hmm. And the way I kind of looked at this, so he finished fifth on this golf course twice, but that was just on the Nordic Golf League. And then we saw him come into this event last year and he finished twenty-fifth and closed with a Sunday sixty-four. And
0: sixty four, wasn't it? I remember that. Which yeah.
1: like really impresses me. Like it's your home open, um, you know, a lot of pressure on and like I said, like some of the, like McIntyre said before, yeah. like I think it actually suits him going home these types of players. Um yeah. doesn't take the pressure too badly. Since finishing um, you know, twenty fifth here, he's now won three times on the challenge Tour, which is I think they must have moved the schedule. I think this was just after the PGA championship last year, wasn't it? That mm-hmm. it's not as late in the schedule last year. So there's been right. a decent amount of time, but not a lot. Like between two renewals, he's gone gotten one three times on the on the challenge tour.
0: Umreal. Yes.
1: Twenty-ninth and fourth, the last two DV World Tour starts, which adds to his eighth and thirteenth when they played over in the States. Fifth and 29th in his last two starts in tees. green, eighth and twenty-fifth and approach. So I think we're in this territory that we're in now with of Kilda and the pick you're going to go on to uh in a couple of starts i think this is their best last chance of backing them this season
0: i think it is yeah no exactly you've you've made the case there and
1: folks sweaty sack summer is approaching and it's now time for you to prioritize the comfort of your crotch that's why the king of crotch comfort manscaped has spent two years designing the most comfortable boxer briefs out there now I've had the honour of testing out these new boxes, and I can say it's the softest fabric of any underwear I've ever owned. It's so breathable that it's like gills for your groin. They even trademark the jewel pouch so you know it's serious. I think it's time for you to invest into your family jewels, so let your bulge breathe and get 20% off from free shipping by using the code LFW20 at Manscaped. Let's say you're on a date and your partner catches that Manscaped on the waistband of your underwear, it's almost a guarantee to raise some eyebrows and act like a billboard on the highway to Pleasure Town. The micro model fabric is buttery soft and breathable, keeping your cucumber cool. Walk, run, or strut these moisture wicking boxes breathe without breaking a sweat the tagless waistband hugs your body without digging in and lays flat against your skin to reduce the chafing and the front fly opening gives easy access and makes bath and breaks quick and efficient you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code lfw20 at manscaped.com and that's 20% off and free shipping with lfw20 at manscaped.com so once the boxes 2.0 touch your sack you will never go back
0: the person that I've gone for, as I mean, I've, as you said, I've been back in Helikida through the roof this year, but I've actually took someone else because uh-huh. I think he might be a little bit better value further down.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, in Nicholas Norgard Moller. Yeah. I took him at seventy-five to one. What is he now? He's he can still get
1: 60, six is maybe about him now. Yeah. Know, he's Still
0: seventy on, on three-six-five. Yeah. Anything sixty-one above is great, I think. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he's he's missed three cuts in a row and he sort of feel like he's coming. He's got that performance last week at the right time because uh, he's, he's, he loves this place. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he finished tied t- 29th last week. Um, and you know, he's given us his first year on tour. He graduated from Challenge Tour last year. He's, he's done pretty well. He had back-to-back top 10 finishes at the European Open and Scandinavian Mix, which has been his highlight so far. Um, best finish at this level came at this course last year, at this event when he was still playing on the Challenge Tour. Yeah. Um, and he finished up tied eighth, shot four rounds in the 60s, and ranked second in the field for driving distance and first in the field in putting, ninth in scrambling. He ranked 55th in ball striking, so he basically just bomb and gouged it. And last week, he ranked first in driving distance, 28th in ball striking, hit it well, he just couldn't get it going with the flak stick, uh, which is, I think, he's ranked 52nd. Um, and so he's now returned to a course where he has won, albeit on the Nordic Golf League. Yeah. 8th Eight, last year in the DP World Tour, which as I just alluded to, he putted the lights out and hopefully, you know, that can spark a, a better putting week because was pretty poor um, at the European Masters. So yeah, he's, he's a bit more experienced. He's hitting his irons better and, you know, we've seen players, as I said earlier with Surrey and Peters, they've had success here in the past. So we know it can sort of favour the, the bigger hitters two short scorable par fives and yeah with his distance i just think he could like set up some good eagle opportunities i just think he is a good bet this week i really do like him
1: there's no better representation of what nicholas Norgard Miller is than opening the 75 uh last week and then shooting a the second round 61 like <laughs> yeah. that is him right like we, we don't really know necessarily what's coming i think this is the, the last suitable golf course for him i wouldn't want to take him at you know, if he's confident, you take around like a Wentworth or Dunhill Links or whatever. But like, I think this is the best one, um, and I just believe like you talked about his putting and that. Like, I think I think he's the type that can get hot. Like, I don't I don't know he's necessarily someone you can rely on stats wise um, in approach week to week. But like, I think he can get a hot iron play and putter for mm-hmm. five or six holes down the stretch when he's yeah. maybe out of the main contention. and Suddenly he's right there. Um, there's still juice in the price for each way. There's still you know, he can come from behind and, and win. So, um I, I do think there's still plenty to like about Müller. I, I didn't get there myself mainly because I liked this sort of area of the card. Um yeah. and, and my last one in this sort of area was Marcel Schneider. Um Just mm-hmm. looks like he's been, you know, he's 40s one, I think. Kind of just look capable of breaking through like all season long and I really like that. Like, he's had a couple of lulls. 50 to one, you can get eight places with Marcel Schneider on bet, uh, bet 365. But, um, He's had like lulls in his, his season, but still managed to kind of streak results together. So like he had um, three straight top sevens, I think it was, between the style Open and the European Open. He was seventh, fourth and fifth. And then he went through that kind of lull, like I said. Then top uh, back-to-back top 20s at the International Open and the Irish Open. Back-to-back top sevens the last two weeks. Second and the third tee to green. Um, and 18th and 56th in approach is a little bit concerning. But again, I think you can get away with that a little bit here uh mm-hmm. if that austrian open is anything to go by he was uh second here in or second there sorry in 2020 best ever dp world tour finish that was coming off of covid uh won twice last year on challenge tour that adds to his 2018 challenge Tour win all of a sudden he's a three-time winner at that level so yes mm-hmm. he's got to be a step up but i think i think he's ready to make it like i think the talent is there right yeah um same with moller same with uh armitage same with heather killed like, i think they're all the group of players that are they're talented enough to win, and it's just a case of can they keep the head on for a bigger event? Because I think this is a decently big event.
0: It is, yeah. Um, it always attracts like, a, a, quite a good field. And yeah. you know what? Like, I agree with everything you said about Schneider. I do think he has got the capabilities to sort of break through. And I, what I like about him is when he doesn't miss a cut, hmm. he hasn't finished worse than 20th. You know, yeah. it's, it's like in well the last, since the Kenya Open, which is, is brilliant. So... If you, you feel like he's made the cut, you feel like you're going to get a good run out of him That's
1: it. That's he, he, he almost feels safe. And you, you never want to say that about someone because they just go and miss the cut. But um, mm. he, he did feel safe. And interestingly enough, like Christian Crowe handsome was someone we were speaking about this morning. I said, like, yeah. I thought he was going to be popular. I wanted triple digits he's coming in oh, at 66 I to 1 digits.
0: that's what I said I'd have been yeah. on him otherwise but I
1: thought 66 was a little bit skinny. 66 was a bit brutal only because like I think as much as I believe in his long term talent I believe in his upside the consistency isn't there of like the Dan talk that came on before of Jorgensen of whoever else we've had from the challenge show recently just come up and step up nicely like he's not doing that he's he's flashing and he's won the Italian challenge and he's, he's mm-hmm. what is he top 5 in the uh, Challenge tour rankings. Gonna, we're going to get a good insight of what he's um, going to be like next year.
0: Next year, yeah, Not exactly. No, I agree.
1: Um, in the same price range, another one I kind of looked at was uh, Nacho Elvira. Um, hmm? Like 16th and 28th in T Screen uh, last two weeks, 14th and 29th in Approach. He was 19th on this golf course before. He was also 6th at the halfway stage, 12th and 9th his last two starts. And when he was 34th at the Kazoo four starts ago as well, he was 9th at the halfway stage. So I think there's just a decent run of form for someone that we know can, we, like we know the winning outside is there for, for natural. Cabrera. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Hasn't, I didn't put him on the card, but I'm, I'm kind of still talking myself into it um, because I do think there is enough talent there to to do it. Obviously, hmm. won that Kazoo Open uh, last year, wasn't it, against Justin Harden in the playoff? Uh, yeah, that's got to come out of nowhere, didn't it? It really? did, yeah. And when you look at his playoff record he lost two before that he'd lost the trophy hand to uh, young hun wang and the maybank championship to scott hend but he lost both of those to birdies it's not like he's he's bottled yeah. it like he you know they've beaten him with birdies it, it just happens right so um four times challenge to a winner that's against uh Tiel hatton against ricardo Guvier, against jen's Dansop against ricardo Guvier again so um you know yeah, yeah. three of those are in 2015 one was in 2013 so he's got a decent uh, track record of, of beating yeah. players there so I do think Elver is interesting so mm. in form um, yeah yes. I'll go wrong. But I don't know what's quite to do with him whether to play him I think maybe he's a potential first round leader or whatever Carol mm. Moore is in a bit of form again uh, interesting to see uh, yeah. I can't believe he's 80s I mean he was one that I like, toy
0: with um, I don't think he. Th- I think because obviously there's a bit of uh, difference here between the prices this guy have a 50 Paddy yeah. at 80 I don't, I think he should be probably around the middle, like sixties 66. Yeah. I do think there is a bit of value with Karamura. Um, he's another one that can just get really hot with the putter, you know, and that might be just what you need this week. So, yeah. Yeah. I think he's so, mate.
1: A, he's a definitely a good option, definitely one to, consider. Uh, I didn't what, get there. Do we, do we think he's got the potential to win? What, well, Karamura? Yeah. Um, yeah yeah I I think so I think so so yeah yeah, I think think, again like when you just see these guys that are sort of flashing for them and and you do have to pay attention don't you so Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um, again uh, Julian Gourier, I think it's obviously we've seen someone that's let himself down a couple of times in recent months
0: oh yeah
1: good course (laughs) for me though like 14th and 15th in this event like years apart um so that was interesting. And then one of the players that you are on earlier in the season, Oliver Thunderball-Jorgensen, is there as well.
0: Mm, Not yep.
1: someone that you're definitively going to, but someone that... you yeah, know. No, I like him in. again. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, and then kind of before we get into our slightly longer long shots, I've gone with uh, Joachim B. Hansen, who just... What was it last year when he won? Was it Qatar that he won? Um, I think it was Qatar. No, it wasn't Qatar, was it? What was it? Mallorca. I can't remember now. He won something down the stretch, didn't he? Uh, no, it's Dubai yeah. golf in Dubai or something like that. Um, I can't remember because I did. I, I had him, and then you guys had second, and we we, we did those one-two things again. Uh, which oh yeah, we'll was nice. the Dubai Championship? Yeah, and you had, you guys had Laporta, didn't you? And he, yeah, like, yeah. he should have won it. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, sorry about that. Um, but uh, yeah, he, he's just one of those guys that like we've been saying it a lot. I think on the podcast in group chats that like at some point he's got to come he, good again he's going to show something at some point isn't he that's what we were saying how can he be this bad he's not he hasn't lost a hand there's no reason why he can't hit the ball well anymore and then suddenly he comes back last week sit for an approach and i think he was 31st in teaser green um Mm -hmm. you do wonder is that sustainable because it's only happened once in god knows how many weeks it's been since he was any good he's um, just got
0: a chance at though, haven't you? I yeah. mean,
1: sometimes it might just
0: be that one week, and he's got this confidence back, and it just brings him into life, and he's got motivation coming back home, you know, and he's a good course for him in the past where he's won, albeit at a different level. You so know, that was my challenge.
1: that was my one concern, mate. It was like he's never done it on this. It has He hasn't, it no hasn't done time. it on this stage. But yeah. when I looked into, so he basically he's played here five other times apart from that Challenge to win, and he's missed. Uh, four of the cuts but when he finished 41st he was 7th after round 1 and 13th for the halfway stage so again that little tour tips thing where you see what he did rounds mm-hmm. one and two suggests that it's not actually anything to do with stepping up or anything like that um it can just be that you know maybe just caught in a bad week when he gets here maybe he's not someone that deals with that pressure um of danish golf as much as some of the others do so um I think he's just one of those guys that you know I wouldn't advocate playing him in like a fancy formula like DraftKings or anything like that because he's volatile. But at 125 to one or whatever it is that you can get on him uh, betting now, I just think that's too much. It's way too big, yeah. I like it. Uh, he's got he's actually gone down to 110, hasn't he? But that mm. feels about right. Like I, I don't think that's an over I know he's been two or three hundred or whatever, but I don't think it's a massive overreaction to someone that we know is a two-time yeah. winner. Um, mm-hmm. and probably should have won more than that over his career yeah. Did you look at Matthew Southgate at all? He was the last one off the shortlist for me I didn't, but I understand why Like, if you, you start look at that kind of linked element of,
0: yeah. of the goal he, he plays
1: well like three times a year, doesn't he? And exactly, and he, I feel like he hasn't shown has, up He's done it three... so He's done it once and now he's, he's, he's due another <laughs> I feel like one. He's
0: so due and he's shown a bit in the last <laughs> round I was just looking at him today I was like, oh, I bet, I bet this is one of your weeks, isn't it? And yeah. I've, I've, I've left you out and i thought about
1: taking it. It's typical, <laughs> isn't uh, it? Um, yeah. I think we can do that. I've got, I think the prices on some of these players around here are, are, are pretty big, like yeah. Christopher Broberg's always showing up. Did like going back to Tom Lewis? No, he, did, he looked me right. poor last week, didn't he? Um, yeah. When I first started looking at it, I thought, oh, yeah, 100-1 again, I'm going to go again. And then I looked at why he was hundreds one and mm, wasn't necessarily impressed. Was yeah. Also. Um, Let's go with Marcel Seen. That was a guy, 150-1, to one, that you uh, you quite liked. Mm. Yeah, I absolutely love Marcel Seen this week. Um,
0: yeah, he said last year, after winning on the Challenge Show, how determined he is to get back to the top. And it really hasn't been that smooth sailing since he sort of returned to this level. Um, He's started off strong. He had uh, the Raz events, tw- tied 21st, tied 9th, finished. Since then, it's mainly just been miscuts. And two top 20s, and he got one of them top 20s, last week at Kranz, yep. um, he started strong, two rounds of 65, but just fell away over the weekend as he finished tied 16th, did put up some good numbers though, he was ranked 9th in approach, 9th in ball striking and 25th off the tee, he's still one of the bigger hitters on tour which can definitely help here as I mentioned with Moller, um, played here twice in the past, 10th on his debut in 2017. He included two rounds of 66, and then he had a miscut here last year, which I think he had 70 shots, 70, 71. So not terrible. Um And yeah, I think he's on his way back. He's looking forward to this week. I always follow. I follow him on Insta and uh, he always does like a hashtag way back sort of thing. He's <laughs> he yeah. loves it. Um, no, I'm a big fan of his, and uh, you know he's a four-time European Tour winner at the end of the day, and he'll, he'll be better than most if he does. Touch the front or get in contention, I think, um or be anywhere around the lead come Sunday. I just think he, he might have that little bit of edge over some of the others in this field, um and I think 150 to one. I just think he's a really good bet.
1: Yeah, I think he's slightly overpriced. Like I, I, I think he is. Yeah. He's one of those ones where, again, I, I use this saying quite a lot, but we know there's a winning upside to him. We know. That when he's at his best and he's, he's not at his best like there's, there's, there's oh, no he's
0: coming back isn't but he he's, he's worked
1: his way back um and the 16th was really encouraging last week like he started with a pair of 65s like you don't do that unless you're hitting the ball well do you like yep. multiple things have got to go right for you to be you know shooting 65 so you've got to be putting well you've got to be hitting the ball well so uh that's encouraging for for myself it's just i think this is probably the last is it the last one it it feels like the last event where you can take a couple more bullets like this, and then you've mm-hmm. got Wentworth, which is absolutely stacked, uh, much to uh, oh, it looks like, yeah. much to Rory's disgust with some of the players that are in there. But uh, then you've got the Italian <laughs> Open, the Open de France, the Dunhill Links, like they've all got they've all got good fields. Yeah, yeah. and it, it feels like now you've got to take your flyers because once you get some of the big prize players, they can't mm. win uh, in these summer events. So. Um, I don't think so. Then you've got that little spain swing i suppose where you got the open deer spania mallorca golf even side of um you know valderrama maybe you get something at yeah. portugal but and then ned bank's back isn't it on the dp world tour mm-hmm. which is nice to see uh, i think there's is is playing in that so um yeah so there's some good golf coming up but i do think this is your last chance to take someone like you mentioned like a southgate like if it's if it's a flyer because he's done something and, and it's been links, they're, they're probably looking at this as their sort of last chance as well. You know, sort of, I
0: think they're both, they all need a good result, you know, coming to the final stretch of, yes. um,
1: you know, so to try and secure their full full playing rights, actually. It's definitely a go time, isn't it, at the moment? You can't go you can't uh, take your foot off the gas. And interestingly, like, there's a couple of guys, like Paul Dunn's got really good calls for him. I know he's yeah, been broad, terrible, there, hasn't yeah. he? Like, but he, he has flashed at times. Then it was Nikolai Van Dellinghausen. I think it's got some good form in Austria, um, but he's not playing very well, so it's hard to correlate whether that's going to work for him.
0: Yeah, I, was our boy Jesper Svensson playing? Because I, I saw him initially in the. Um, oh, I think I don't know where I saw him. I saw him he's him listed. he's, on, he's now, listed
1: on Tour Tips.
0: Uh, yeah, I saw someone priced him up. I think it might have been Paddy Power. Um, and so, and then I and then I looked on the entry list again, and he wasn't there. So I'm guessing he's not in it. But he's won here on the Nordic. Peak, I think um, in the past,
1: and yeah, I think he would have been a good top twenty bet. Um, yeah, we do not have Jesper Svensson on the entry list. We've got no. Jesper Kænegård, which was another one I kind of looked at and yeah, then yeah. quickly realised he's not playing well enough. But uh, no, Jesper Svensson is not in the entry list. No. Uh, There's a few
0: good. As obviously as yes, you do with this event, um, you get like some good talented uh, Danish. Players coming off the Nordic Golf League, yeah. Um, So there might be some value in like the top 40 markets this week, which I think I might be targeting with a couple of these players. Like there's a youngster called Friedrichsen, who's yeah, he's someone I'm looking at for maybe top 40. Um, But yeah, it's exciting. I'm
1: quite looking forward to this event. I really am. I think it's quite a good field. I think it's a nice event. I think it's it's strong enough that you're interested in it, but not too strong that you can't take a couple of flyers, Mm -hmm. as we've said. Friedrichson's played here, hasn't he? Finished fourth in... Is it the Nordic Golf League that he finished fourth?
0: Let's have a look. Yeah, I think so. Um,
1: we'll yes, he's yeah, raised yes, he to had Nordic Golf League finished he, fourth. I think he got a
0: start on the Challenge Tour. I think it was his
1: first Challenge Tour debut last week. He missed the cut, seventy seventy, which ain't disastrous. No, exactly. Yeah. I'll tell you who's playing well. He's right next to Friedrichsson uh, in the betting is... Um, Bobby Bay, Bay Zing, Zing Oh yeah, he he has been playing well, yeah. Um he just he keeps flashing like really randomly good, you know, rounds. Bobby like won. last week at uh Crown, second round 65, third round sixty nine, but it was just 70-71 either side of that he was thirteenth for the Czech Masters shot a second round sixty four. Um just nice just playing some nice golf and he you know, he's highly touted uh, for mm-hmm. a little while before that. So interesting. Definitely interesting. Mm-hmm. One Definitely. player I would say uh, that Sky was talking about on our show was uh, Alejandro Canizares, who opened up 62-63 last mm. week uh, did shoot at 73 to kind of go backwards but he's another guy that's got a ninth place finish on his golf course as well and if, if history repeats itself like it suggests it would yeah. uh, he was first and second after uh, two rounds here in 2019 as well so maybe a first round leader candidate at the most mm-hmm. I like that do we have anything else to to say on that i don't i don't
0: really sure to be honest
1: i don't think there's too much else i think it's you know it feels like we've gone through it quite quickly but by the same token i don't want to spend time that we don't need to like we've made our picks we're happy with our picks um if anyone's got any questions obviously you know
0: did That's Jason mention who he like? He like he, uh, he mentioned George Kurtzier, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, uh, he said he, he liked what George Kurtzier had done didn't he? I um,
1: think... he didn't send us over any picks officially, no. um, but he did say that his shortlist uh or his shortlist of eleven was headed by Big George. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm so, only imagine that he will be taking. Yeah, Big I mean he's too. played here once and missed the cut, Cursier, but he's playing well, mm. obviously, over on the. Um, the Sunshine Tour and then came back last week onto the yep. DB World Tour, finished 16th. So Yeah, I, t- I was on him last week and he, I thought he was my best chance for a while
0: but it ended up, um good old Rosner came through, didn't he? Yeah, he played, he played well Rosner, didn't he? He, um, he did, yeah. I was surprised he is not tuned it up here. But he would have been pretty short, I reckon, based off that performance last yeah, week. So, yeah, so
1: again, that's another each-way payout, obviously, that I forgot to mention off the top there. That's uh 15-under. Yep. Again, probably a player that you could argue should have been right in the mix really I mean, it opened with oh, seventeen. was atrocious. Jesus two pars on the par fives on the back nine. Um yeah, they were painful misses. He birdied well. both of them in rounds two and three, and one of them in round one. So it's it's a shame that he missed those. But um, yeah, it could have made it a
0: bit more interesting coming down the stretch. I guess sure. also when
1: you make an eagle on a on a par four, I guess you, you you know to say you should have done more. He made two eagles, didn't he? On par fours, mm. ten and ten and seven. So. Um, just really impressive stuff from him but uh, let, let's summarize our picks for this Brad um, no, one event this week and uh, we'll keep it to that length so uh, Marcus Armitage for me at 45 to 1, Marcel Schneider there's some 50 to 1 uh, Marcus heller has come down to kind of like 35-40 I still think that's fine uh, interesting to see what, about that trail I haven't quite decided on him uh, but JB Hansen definitely 100 to 1 or bigger Just think he's a really good pick. So they're the four definitive ones and natural virus to think about. But over to you, Brad. Nice. So
0: I've took um, Bjork at 33 to 1. I've took um, Moller at 70 to 1. And uh, Marcel Siem at 150 to 1. Yeah, no,
1: I like that a lot. Um, Look, really good week again last week. Um, Obviously, getting Rory over the line and and Rosner in that top five there. So. (laughs) uh just consistency is what we want uh it seems to be what we're getting brad so on yep, to another week it. next week um obviously an important week for the dp world tour with with wenworth um not going up again is it live this week and not next week or is it live next it's week? it's live this week yeah i can't remember what the event is no. it's uh bedminster isn't it which they haven't got a field for yet which yeah they wanted. haven't even announced it yet well i'm assuming they, they probably. <laughs> had some people lined up at the end of the Tour Championship and uh, they haven't haven't got them over because I think Cameron Young came out and said that he was interested all week and then didn't Uh, so yeah I think maybe they've got a couple of people that have backed out after that news that that broke last Mm -hmm. week so uh, interesting to see how that one develops, something we can look at uh, further down the line, but Brad, thank you as ever mate, Um, good luck this week and we shall catch up during the week